Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 5, Episode 27 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today. Apologies for the couple of days missed, uh, as I thought um, I wasn't uh, able to record any episodes. Uh, we were away for a couple of days visiting family and uh, family that we hadn't seen at all at Christmas because we were unwell at Christmas. So it was uh, a very nice weekend, uh, but uh, didn't really have a chance uh, to record episodes. And also, um, it was just not a bad time to miss a couple of days. Um, I'd said most of what I wanted to say about uh, the the section of scriptures in the last come follow me week and also Monday episode didn't really have anything specific to share then either so uh, here we are again on Tuesday recommencing a new week uh, or commencing a new week uh, of our come follow me materials uh, so I won't backtrack I'll just carry on going from where we are so January the 30th to February the 5th uh, we are looking at Matthew chapter 4 and Luke chapters 4 to 5 um, and there's a number of things uh, which we address uh, in this week's study. So we'll begin with uh, Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 to 2, uh, talking about how communing with God helps prepare us to serve him. So this is referring to how the Saviour goes into the wilderness and fasts. And there's a number of things actually we can pick out from this. First of all, in verse 1, um, it says in the King James um version then was jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil so if we read this as it is in the old test in the new testament it suggests to us that jesus was guided by the spirit to be tempted now we know that the spirit will not lead us into temptation i mean um you know that's something that we specifically pray for um and so if we if we just read this as it is, it may not make sense to us. However, the Joseph Smith translation um, says, then Jesus was led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be with God. So that to us suggests that the Saviour's kind of been baptized. He's received the gift of the Holy Ghost. He's going into the wilderness to then be able to have that quiet, uninterrupted time uh, with his father, which to us makes a lot more sense. Uh, I don't think that... Um, and there for me, there for me is any question that this is, you know, what is meant by the text, that the Saviour went to be on his own in peace with the Father rather than seeking out the the, um, the devil to be tempted. Uh, in verse 2, uh, it says, And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. So this is going to introduce to us the idea that, you know, he is hungry, that this fasting that he has undertaken... Um, that he has physically left himself weakened. Now, in terms of this 40 days and 40 nights business, again, we don't know if it was exactly 40, 40 days and 40 nights. Uh, 40 is, of course, uh, something that is used often throughout uh, the um, the Old Testament and the New Testament, um, thinking about things like uh, the Noah and the Ark, um, being on the ark for 40 days and 40 nights and various other times like that. Um, this uh, just gives us the facts or the points that he um, was gone for a while. It was a good long time. 
this idea of 40 uh, is a, an important uh, one in referring to trials and uh, a tricky situation that they go through, which seems to last a long time. Um, and sometimes we may have like times in our lives where for 40 days and 40, 40 nights we seem to be going through something difficult. It may not actually be 40 days or 40 nights, but it feels like that period. Uh, it, it indicates a time of difficulty. Um, so how do we get close to God? Uh, that's the important point, really, from, from this. And do we do it for 40 days and 40 nights? Do we make sure we spend enough time doing that thing? Or do we do it for a few days and then we stop, then we do it for a couple of days and we stop? I mean, obviously, for us, we can learn from the Saviour uh, in his example within just these two verses, uh, being led by the Spirit, deciding specifically to commune with God, finding a quiet, uninterrupted place, um, fasting, and doing these things consistently for a, a significant period of time. There's five things within these just these two verses which highlight to us things that we can do in our lives um, to be able to commune closer with God. Um, and we probably don't do all five of them, um, particularly not consistently uh, for a specific period. Um, but I think that those things are such an important thing to perhaps do even together as the Saviour did to be able to commune closer with him. Uh, so we know that once the Saviour is in this position, uh, he is then tempted by the devil. Now, uh, before we dive into the actual verses and before the actual text that we're going to look at, the fact that the Saviour is tempted I think is a, a an empowering thing for us as mortal people to to know that the Savior, the Son of God, the the a divine being who never made a mistake, was tempted. And so, if you are tempted to do things, you shouldn't feel guilty. Like the 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 feeling of being tempted is not um, this is not a sin. It is something which, I mean, if, if you put yourself in a situation where you feel tempted, maybe you need to consider that. Um, but the feeling of being tempted um, is not something which we should be sorry for. However, it's what we do. It's how we overcome that. It's how we stay close to the Savior through these difficulties and temptations. Uh, and that for us can be a really uh, redeeming and, um, and empowering and hopeful uh, message. Um, and look at the Savior's and if we look at the Saviour's responses, then we can learn. Now, it's often split into three categories, these temptations. And we're going to have to go into this tomorrow as well, because we're running out of time today. But the first one uh, was about, obviously, uh, the Saviour being hungry. As we just mentioned, he's been fasting for a significant period of time. And in verse 3 of Matthew 4, it says, And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. So, the, so Satan comes along. He obviously is going to try and stop the Saviour from doing his work. And all he needs to do, or all he needs the Saviour to do uh, to stop him doing his work is to do something wrong. Um, you know, for us, we do something wrong all the time um, and we are able to repent and, you know, the Satan hasn't won. But for the Saviour, the stakes are so high because if he does make that one mistake, he then can't perform the mission that he has been sent to do. And so this is why during and just after a period of great intense spiritual connection with his baptism 
and communing with the with the Father for forty days and forty nights through fasting and and quiet solitude, uh, Satan comes in this moment of, of vulnerability, because of course, you know, when in our lives we find that we are tempted the most is probably leading up to a, a significant spiritual event, uh, or it is just after a significant spiritual event, uh, so we ought to be aware of that when we kind of go through experiences like going to the temple or when we uh, have experiences such as significant ordinances um, along our family's paths, that those are probably the times where we'll be tempted the most. Uh, and so we ought to fortify and, stre- and strengthen and prepare ourselves for those times too. Um, so we haven't even gotten into what the Saviour does as a response, um, but the first temptation is around physical appetites and that's not necessarily you know always to do with food for us uh, but we learn from this that, that, that Satan, one of satan's very first tactics is to use our body's needs and craves and desires or cravings and desires uh, to get us to do something that we shouldn't and that could be a number of things you know you think of our physical bodies and the appetites and the desires that we have to um, learn to um, bridle, uh, and I think that you know we understand where some of those uh, temptations come from. Uh, so yeah, we'll have to stop there. But so much that we're going to learn from this this week. So please do join us tomorrow as we continue, uh, and uh, please share what you studied on the Facebook group as well. Thank you very much for listening today, and continue with us listening. And until we meet again. <laughs>